Thank you for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Today, Robert and Elizabeth will continue tackling life issues from a married perspective. His love is the main thing. 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 God's love is awake and everything matters to Him. Every little nuance of your heart matters to your Father. Every little detail. I think it was Helen Keller, the girl who was born blind and mute, who said that you either see everything as a miracle or nothing. And God, in, in these letters here, it's always true of the Bible. But it is so specifically true. The word plays in these letters to Revelation are just brilliant. Do you believe that God loves you unconditionally? Pastor Robert and his wife Elizabeth will remind you that God the Father loves you even though you may have had earthly parents that have let you down. We have a good and perfect Father in heaven who has proved His love by sending His Son to die on your behalf. Now here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth with part one of their message entitled, I Salve. Revelation chapter 3, verse 14, we read, And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth because you say, I am rich, have become wealthy and have need of nothing and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Jesus offers no praise whatsoever to this church. The church was lukewarm, he said, neither cold nor hot, but his rebuke was certainly not lukewarm. Very straightforward, very direct. So before we dive into just what was going on here, let's not give any room for the enemy to distort in our minds why Jesus rebukes people. Look at verse 19 again. Revelation 3.19, he says... As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. 
Therefore, be zealous and repent. This revelation was given to John, the beloved disciple, the one who was most assured, most confident, most in Jesus' love for him. He, he knew he was loved. And, and, and I think he wants us to know that we're loved. Many times we view rebuke as, as you know, an expression of, of displeasure. You know, like, like okay, you don't, you don't want me. Well, no, 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 it's just the opposite. It's just the opposite. He wants us, and he wants so much for us. Every word of this rebuke is, is spoken from, from compassion and from a, from a passionate heart of love for us. It's a father urging his self-destructive and deceived children to wake up before it's too late. You know, the catchphrase of our culture today, it seems, the mantra, if you will, is tolerance. You know, we, we need to be accepting of everyone and tolerant toward everyone. But, but the, the way it's been twisted, the way it operates in our society today, what's generally called tolerance would more accurately be called apathy. Indifference, even. In other words, it doesn't really matter to me what you do with your life. I don't really, I don't really care. You, you just, whatever works for you is fine with me. You do whatever you want to do. It, you know, that's, if it works for you, great. I don't care. Nothing matters. Only tolerance matters. And that attitude hypnotizes us. It, put, it puts us to sleep. But God's love is awake and everything matters to him. Every little nuance of your heart matters to your father. Every little detail. Yeah, I think it was Helen Keller, the girl who was born blind and mute, and who said that you either see everything as a miracle or nothing. And God, in, in these letters here, it's always true of the Bible. But it is so specifically true. The word plays in these letters to Revelation are just brilliant. And what they, we hope to convey that, but what they show is how that God is so intimately acquainted with our, with our life, our circumstances, even our city. It's like this commentary, as you'll see here, it would be like we got a letter from Jesus, which we believe this is, but that he was like commenting on what was going on in the local politics of Miami Beach, and you know how the bus system is, and he would speak to the thing that's our reality. That's what he's doing here. He is speaking to, to something that they completely understood. That for us, it's something we read later and it's like 2,000 years archaic. But for them, this was in current language. This was, it was like they got a letter that was, or a text message or whatever, that was written in their language. And the reason God isn't just apathetic about us is that he can't just, you know how people say, like I've had so many people go into a bad relationship and they're like, well, can't you just be happy for me? And if I don't care, I can maybe. But if I care, I cannot. If I can see that three years down the road, you will wish you had never done this. I can't just be happy for you if I care. And Jesus, you know, a million times more so. So that's the heart of this. So these, because this is one of two churches that gets zero praise at all. But each, each of these specific, it's like he introduces himself by three titles. And then he gives three main rebukes. So it's almost like three circles. It's all rooted in royalty. It's who he is. And at the end of it, he says, if you repent and come home, you will be seated on my throne. So there's this like, I am already royal, and I'm giving you a rebuke. And that rebuke has a remedy. 
It's not to chew you out, it's to wake you up enough that you will take the remedy, that we can restore relationship, that you can be with me in my royalty forever. That circle you will see throughout each of these rebukes and each of these titles that he gives them, that what he introduces himself as connects to the rebuke, which then connects to the remedy that eventually restores the relationship he hopes, he, he knows whether or not we will do it, but we don't know that about ourselves yet, and he's pleading, interceding, that we, will, that we will take the diagnosis so that we'll take the medicine. So it, it all ends, as it says in verse 21, to him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I overcame and sat down with my father. You see that identification. You, you can overcome because I overcame. It, as I overcame, exactly like I did it, you can do it because you have my spirit. And if you do that, you will have what I have. You will, you will sit on my throne. You will have the access I do. You will be part of me forever. But you have to overcome as I overcame first. So the first title that he uses to introduce himself is the Amen. It's a very unusual one. We don't hear him say that a lot. So in the second circle, you can see that. He says that in Revelation 3.14 in verse B, these things says the amen, the amen. We say that all the time and don't think about it. Amen, original word means just truth. And so he uses it, often Jesus says, verily, verily, or truly, I say to you, it's that amen. And what it is intended when we use it in Christianese is to, to verify whatever he says. God says something to us and we say amen, meaning that's true. I completely surrender to that. I submit to that. Does that make sense? We're created to live our lives as an amen. He, he reveals to us who we are, and then we reflect that back. The way Jesus reflected to us the heart of the Father, we reflect to the world the heart of God, the Trinity. That way, that's to live as an amen. So he says in 2 Corinthians 1.20, for all the promises of God in him and only in him, in Jesus, are yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. We're part of the plan all along. They could have just kept the, the Father, the Son, but we are part of that amen. He wants us to reflect him. That's why that song with the hallelujah, like we, we, are, his, we are his song, his amen to the world. And that's why, I mean, that's our design, and that's why it is such an affront in these, this last day church. for joining us for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Each Friday here on Main Thing Radio, Pastor Robert and Elizabeth will be tackling various issues that we face as Christians from a husband and wife perspective. Be sure to join us each Friday for these insightful messages from Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. For more information about Main Thing Radio, Pastor Robert, Elizabeth, and Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, log on to MainThingRadio.com. That's MainThingRadio.com. At our website, you'll find today's broadcast for you to listen to or download. We also encourage you to prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. With a gift of any amount, we will send you an MP3 CD of the current series Pastor Robert is teaching through here on Main Thing Radio. A secure option for you to give has been provided via PayPal. That's all available at MainThingRadio.com. 
We'd also like to encourage you to follow us on Twitter. A link to subscribe to our Twitter feed is available on MainThingRadio.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Remember to join us on Monday as Pastor Robert will continue teaching verse by verse through the Word of God. That's next time on Main Thing Radio.